Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are just wondering how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. Tonight, we're going to talk about our recent trip to Las Vegas. Hopefully, some of you followed our live videos that we did for you while we were there as we had a great time shooting them. Now, we know we need some practice, but we're just going to have to do stuff together more so we can work on it, right? Yes. (laughs) And we'll drink while we do stuff together. Speaking of... Yes. And speaking of, what are we drinking tonight, sweet Jillian? Well, you know, a couple of times while we were in Vegas, we had some really lovely drinks. And I tried to steer towards the bourbon side. I know I've talked a lot about my love of bourbon. And I'm pleased that you are now on board with it, too. One of our favorites is Blanton's. And tonight we decided to make an old-fashioned using Blanton's. So the old-fashioned is really a sipping drink. So you want to start with a really good bourbon. The The rule of thumb there is if you wouldn't sip it by itself, it has no place in an old-fashioned. There's a number of whiskey cocktails that you can use to kind of mask subpar booze, but the old-fashioned isn't one of them. So it's really simple drink. It's just bourbon, and then you can either take just syrup or sugar and bitters, or you can just take a little bit of simple syrup, which I think is better because then it's not crunchy. Um and a little bit of bitters, and then you can have cherry and an orange peel, and that's it. It's literally just bourbon, bitters, and simple syrup, and it's delicious. Check our recipe um, up on the website, alwaysneverwrite.com, and um, you can join us drinking it while we're listening, and you're listening to us talk. So how are you liking your cocktail tonight? I am very thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I... I was mentioning to Jill before we started recording, I think for flavor-wise, I do like Angel's Envy bourbon better, but oh my gosh, Blanton's. Blanton's is special. Blanton's has a beautiful, sweet little place in my heart, and any drink that doesn't mask the flavor of it but only enhances it has my fucking vote for life. Let me ask you this. You like Angel's Envy bourbon or Angel's Envy rye better? And that's an excellent question because it's Angel's Envy Rye. See, and I prefer the rye also, but I think Angel's Envy Bourbon is really nice. But I think as far as the bourbons go, just bourbon to bourbon, I think I prefer the Blanton's Bourbon over the Angel's Envy Bourbon. But then when you slide the rye in there, that edges it out for me. Yeah, that that's a very good explanation. But there's such a cachet <laughs> around the Blanton's, isn't there? Because it's so hard to find that it it's almost... Like it's teeth, right? Yeah, it it feels like I'm special because I found some fucking Blantons. Look at me, yeah. I know, and you're the bitch who has two bottles. Well, I only have one and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of magical, though. I think it is when some I oh, when you forwarded me that one website where they actually had some, and I waited until like payday, and then I ordered it immediately. I felt like I just won the fucking lottery. Yeah, because it wasn't all that expensive. I know, but I still had to wait for payday to buy it. Sure. I know. My liquor collection. It's a collection. I'm buying liquor now instead of shoes. Wow. That's kind of heavy. I'm going to have to ponder for a while. Well, again, I work from home. I mostly wear tennis shoes. So liquor's better for me. (laughs) Makes more sense for me. 
fair. I, I have I still have to weigh that because I have to leave the house and not want to kill myself when I'm walking um, six miles from the parking lot to the office. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's fair. That's a fair thing. Um, but that's the probably the only reason why I'm still torn up. Yeah. But yay. But yeah, Blanton's. I have begun, and uh, again, something else we discussed before we started recording, but I have begun judging bars based on the alcohol they contain. And if one have, has Blanton's, I know I'm in a kick-ass, very special place. How do you feel if it has Blanton's on the menu, but they're out? And then what do you think? Are they a good bar or a bad bar? Is it a good bar or a bad bar? <laughs> I would have to fight to not yell posers at them and run, but, yeah. you know. I would assume they wouldn't put it on there and just tease people. Just be like, we have Blanton's faker. Like if, you, if you're a faker, you don't even know what Blanton's is. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my general thought. I think it's kind of fun though, when you order something and like, they're like, Oh, right on. Yeah, I can do that. That's amazing. Good for you. <laughs> so Vegas is the place where I've seen the highest Blanton's population of anywhere I've ever been. Agreed. And I do have to say there was one night that um, it was before you got there because I was initially there for a conference, but I was there for a conference with two coworkers who'd never been to Vegas before. Oh, yeah. So I was trying to make sure that I got them a full Vegas experience. And um, after we finished up at Fremont Street, one of my colleagues, Polly, very much wanted to go to a rooftop bar. And she texted one of her old bosses who'd been to Vegas a lot. And he told her to go to um, the Barrymore, which. I've heard good things about the Barrymore. Oh yeah. If you're from Vegas and are laughing at the idea of that being a rooftop bar, you're correct. It is not. So we are really wondering how much her old boss had to drink before he went there. There was plexiglass involved, but no rooftop. But what was awesome is when we got there and sat down and the uh, person, we went out and sat on the patio and the waitress came out and asked about our drinks. And I said, do you by chance have Blanton's? And her face lit up. Oh, why, yes, we do. And I'm like, I'd like a sip or a Blanton's. And then Polly was going to order her drink. And I told her, get an old fashioned made with Angel's Envy Rye. So she goes, I'd like an old fashioned with Angel's Envy Rye. And the waitress's face lit up again. And she goes, I will. And she brought out our drinks and thought we were the two biggest badasses. And based on the waitress's reaction, the other guy we were with, Rick, also looked at us and said, you two are badasses. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. He goes, I would not survive those drinks. I'm going to sit here and sip my my little wussy cocktail. <laughs> so. I'll have the one with the with the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But Polly and I were like, and she was like, you are correct. This is the best old fashioned I've ever had. And I'm like, I now know my shit. Thanks to Jill. I left that last <laughs> part out, but I should have said it to be fair. <laughs> I think it's totally fine for you to take your take credit there. I mean, it's hmm. important that you save face in front of coworkers. I'll be. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So let's, should we go night by night? Like, what did we do? Where did we go? That kind of thing. I think that is an excellent idea. Yes. And I, I may throw back a little bit to the previous nights just for contrast and compare because there were some duplications, but I can't go with two Vegas novices and not show them Vegas. And True. 
Actually, very quickly, I, I feel like I need to explain. You wouldn't think I'd be such a fan of Vegas because I'm usually the one that ne- crawls into a hole and never wants to come out. That's true. But there's something about Vegas that I am just fascinated by. And yeah, I have to go back to my room and decompress afterwards because it's a little overwhelming, but it's fucking fun. It really is. It's There's nowhere in the world like it. And that can be good or bad. Usually it's good. I agree. And I think for me, as long as I can have that decompressing time where I'm just like alone and there's quiet and there's not a million people. And even like, I appreciated the times when it was just you and I sitting in a bar with the drinks, watching people because it was quiet around us and there might've been stuff going on nearby, but where we were, it was just sort of still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that helps. That does help because there's a way you can focus in on certain things and close the rest out of your head. Right. right. I can focus in on like you and me and our table and like this little section that we're in this little cocoon type of thing. Mm. And then the things that can happen around us, I can sort of tune in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's do the night by night thing. Let's focus on when I wasn't there for work. Cause I did have to be on and all that stuff. Right. Um, but you came, the evening of uh, the evening before my last day of the conference. So our our last night together, uh, our last night with your friends, um, with that group of friends, right? (laughs) With that, that group of friends, Polly and Rick, um, we decided to go out to dinner and we made reservations at this really amazing restaurant called Sage, which I would highly recommend. And we got there and we ordered insanely amazing drinks that they brought out with like this huge flourish you had one called smoke that they brought out in this insanely gorgeous vsop cognac bottle and the drink was in the bottom and it was the breast of the bottle was filled with smoke they brought out a cup and then they just poured it right into your cup and it was like smoke everywhere it was amazing Mm -hmm. um and then Polly, do you remember? She got one called Flask, and they brought out just like a cup of ice and a book. And we were like, okay, thank <laughs> you for the book. This is one of those sushi restaurants where they give you things to let you manage, imagine the food, but yeah. wait, there's more. And then she opened the book, and inside the book was literally a flask. And then she took out the flask, opened it up, poured out her drink, and it was delicious. It's the restaurant for Aspies because everything is literal. True. There's literally smoke. Smoke flask is flask. (laughs) I'm so happy. Absinthe cart is absinthe cart, but I jump ahead. Yeah, we did the absinthe cart. We'll talk about that in a minute. And we had, we did, we decided to do the tasting menu for the chef. And if you've never done that, it's a long time. It takes a long time. And they bring you out multiple courses. And each one is very small. We've talked before about how both of us have had bariatric surgery, so neither of us can eat a whole lot. So the tasting menu is actually really nice for us. However, the other people in our party had not had bariatric surgery, and they didn't go hungry. So (laughs) um, they brought out course after course, and they'll bring out these small plates with just a few bites on it, and you can eat a couple bites and then just let it sit, and they'll bring out the next course in a few minutes. And so you have time in between the courses to kind of digest a little bit. And it was wonderful. And and honestly, they had, at one point, they brought out like a pate or mm. foie gras or something. And it was, I had literally never had foie gras that I actually liked before. And that was incredible. 
I know, because I was with her in another tasty menu, the first one we ever did before we knew what such a thing was, and <laughs> thought, was thought the restaurant had just kidnapped us for two hours and kept feeding us, and we're like, make it stop. She hated that fagua, but that she loved gross. she loved the fagua at Sage. I did. It was really lovely. And I want to back up a little bit and discuss my drink, Smoke. I don't know that I've said this to everyone else before, but I did grow up on an apple orchard, and the smoke had like apple and wood flavors. So it's like what I always thought our apple barn would taste like. It was so <laughs> beautiful and it made me so fucking happy. I had two. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But not beautiful. in a bad way. <laughs> not in a bad way. I wasn't no. looking like the barn wood. It was until later that we got in a bad way. Yeah, that, that did happen, but that was later. That was later. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Before that, we went down to the bar. I forgot about this. We went to the, down to the bar before we went to the restaurant, remember? Oh, we did. That's right. And we got a couple drinks there. And you had the aviation. No. Yeah. The aviator, aviation. aviator. I forget. One of them's the gin and one of them's the drink. <laughs> yeah. I had the drink, not the gin. Because the gin had that cool crap that I forget the name of. Yeah. The pea stuff. Yeah, that it turns color when you... Snapdragon. It's the... Oh, hold on. I've got some of it. Oh, yay. All right. We're going to solve this for you, dear listeners. Here it is. The gin was the Empress 1908 gin, and it's actually got some sweet pea in it. Butterfly pea blossoms. So that creates the color that it is. And it's this beautiful sapphire color. And with the butterfly pea blossoms, then when you add the acidity to it, then it turns this beautiful purple color. So that's what she had. She had I, the- I had the prettiest drink at the bar that night. Not going to lie. <laughs> and Jillian. Oh, I'll let she comes back. Do, 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 do. The liquor cabinet's like two feet from my desk. <laughs> So, yes, I had um, an old-fashioned. Of course. Because why not? That's my drink. I know. But if I remember right, you had to, like, try for a while before you got the right kind of bourbon to put in it, didn't you? Because they didn't have your typical bourbons. I asked for um, Blanton's, and they didn't have it. And then I asked for Angel's Envy Rye, and they didn't have it. And <laughs> But I ended up settling for Bullet, which is also very good. I like that pretty well. Mm. Bullet's nice. If you have to settle for bullet, you're still in a good bar. Right? You're still in a pretty good bar. They were they actually usually carried those other ones, but they were just out. Mm. Which, I'll give them a pass. Yeah. They get partial credit. Sure. So, and the AVA, whichever ending you choose, was really good. So, you know. Well, you know we actually had that as one of our drinks. So, I'm going to look it up as one of our drinks. It was one of our early on it was aviation aviation, aviation. there we called. go it was in episode eight that we drank that wow that was a long time ago it was a long time ago it's like three and a half months ago super long wow okay anyway so that bar was good that was the bar in the lobby of the cosmopolitan by the way mm-hmm. um if anyone wants it was to called go vesper vesper and we'll come back more to the cosmopolitan later yeah, and Vesper, because we went there several times. Yeah, yeah. We went to a lot of places. <laughs> but we ended our experience with Sage with 
the absinthe cart. Yeah, the absinthe cart was amazing. And they let us choose which kind of absinthe we wanted. And then they put the sugar cube and then they lit stuff on fire and then they drip water on it. And then they gave it to us like in these little cute little cups. And it was very, it was actually tasty. And, and I'm not super into anise flavors, but I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Uh, I was worried because I love the taste of fennel, but uh-huh. I hate the taste of licorice. So I didn't know where I was going to land. But if if any of the listeners have ever seen the movie From Hell, where Johnny Depp's always drinking drinking absinthe, they made it just like they did in that movie. And it actually tasted really freaking good. It was pretty good. I would I would do that. We yeah. will have to have an episode where we drink absinthe sometime. Agreed. If it's not the Halloween episode, maybe April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> they drank it in Moulin Rouge also. Oh, did they? Okay. With the Green Fairy and all of that. Maybe we'll do a steampunk themed episode. Yeah, we could totally do that. Yeah, she's. People can see us. She's giving me the side eye so hard right now. And we'll move on. So, Sage <laughs> was awesome. That's what that. Sage was so good. And the absinthe and the two smokes I had were so good that when I got up at one point to use the restroom, I went straight past the restroom and out into the main part of the uh, of the hotel until I realized what I had done and then had to go, oh. <laughs> and then I walked back to the hostess who had seated us and said, where's the bathroom? And tried not to feel like I hadn't just completely overshot it by nine miles. But you did. But <laughs> Even though three people at the table told me exactly where they were, I still fucked it up. And it was literally like eight feet from, like, you turn eight feet from our table. Yeah. So easy. And there I was. Anyway. And no one went anyway. I hadn't told them, but that's what I do. So <laughs> then we went to, where was it? The Delano. The top of the Delano. The Sky Bar. Because oh. we were still looking for that rooftop bar. Polly still wanted to do that. Was that up there? Mandalay yep. Bay? Mandalay yep. Bay. Well, yeah. it was, but Mandalay Bay and the Delano are kind of the same. Oh, okay. I get so confused. It's sort of, they're like hooked on. Mm. Okay. Uh, and yeah, we got we Polly her roof there. bar. Got her her roof bar and we had drinks there. And there were some folks there who actually went to start a podcast Unfortunately, I do not currently remember their names. I don't think we got their names, but we gave them the name of our podcast. So shout out to you girls from the top of the Delano. I know. And if you're listening, please uh, give us an email. We'll we'll be happy to put the advice in writing because I know I gave it to you right that night, but I don't remember entirely. So if there's more I can tell you, I would love to do it. And you can be on our show. Heck yeah. Crossover. Us, Us podcasters have to hang together. Yeah. So that was super fun. And then we left there and went back to the hotel and Rick went back to his room and Polly went back to her room. And then you and I decided, well, we could do maybe one more drink. So we (laughs) went back down to, did we start at the lobby bar? No, we, we went straight to the chandelier. So we went up to the chandelier bar because we had heard the legend of this amazing drink they have up at the chandelier bar. That is a floral drink and it's called the verbena and they have this special, I don't know, button flower. 
my mouth is already remembering what that thing tastes like, and I'm getting the mouth sweats. Well, it was very bitter. So basically, the thing about it is it has a special Sichuan flower. And here's how you do it. So you take it's it's a special kind of margarita with it's got lemon verbena in it and it's got ginger in the margarita and all of this stuff. And then they put this tiny little flower, this little Sichuan button, it's called. They put it on top and you take a sip of your cocktail and then you take the flower and you eat the flower and it's bitter and weird and it makes your mouth tingle and sweat but then. Yeah. And sweat. But then what happens is after you do that, um, it, it actually alters your taste buds a little bit. They also call it the buzz button. It's called the Sichuan button, but it's also called the buzz button. So it actually like alters your taste buds. It like feels like it's numb for a minute, but then once you start drinking, you take all these different flavors in your mouth, everything you you tasted a lot more. So yeah, it's really different. And apparently there's a particular compound in the flower called spilthanol, spilenthal, something like that, that has to do with like setting off a reaction in the trigeminal nerves. But it's it's supposed to be pretty cool. And it actually, once it wore off, I actually really enjoyed it. Agreed. And we, we got very, very sciencey. So never say we never educated you. Yeah. Um, it, was really, it was tasty. Like the very beginning of it was bad, but as it started to wear off, but it was still in effect, I enjoyed it. I remember when you said, put the flower in your mouth. And I went, okay, because edible flowers are kind of neat. And I put that thing in there and I was like, I'm going to fucking die. It's going <laughs> to kill me. It's poisonous, I'm sure. But and the first few sips I had after the heinous flower, just chew the flower up, get it in your mouth, then get it down because it's yeah. not pretty. Yeah. Uh, first first few sips still weren't good, but as it went on, I, I'm not a tequila fan generally, mm-hmm. but that drink did start to taste really freaking good. I could taste all the stuff like the ginger in it and I could taste like the lime. It had kefir lime leaves in it and I could taste that. I could taste all the different flavors that were in it more readily I think yeah 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 it it does it, it it's like I'm trying to think like PCP for your taste buds or something yeah that's what that's a good description thank you it was it was crazy um but I did enjoy it but as it wears off you start to taste just tequila again yeah then it just turns back into a margarita but it was still worth it for the experience. And what other experience do we have that fine evening, Jill? Because that was fun. We went people watching. Oh, yes. There was so much humanity there. Yeah. We we kind of went outside the bar a little bit and sat in this little seating area and just watched the crazy go by. And there was so much crazy that night. I mean, there was a lot of boobs on display. There was a lot of, like, really tall shoes. Yeah. It was like how the you're going to regret that when you're 40 shoes. Good for you for being able to walk in that shit because Lord knows I couldn't. Yeah. Even in my twenties, I couldn't. uh Uh-uh. Nope. There were a lot of, there were a lot of interesting choices and uh, (laughs) we were there to judge Uh, not, you know, not harshly judge, but just make small pronouncements maybe. Because admit it to yourself. You all like to people watch. Everyone does. And that's what you do when you people watch. That's what you do. 
Um, but uh, what was really funny is we were people watching at one point and I must have been, okay, I never have four drinks in one night and I don't care if it was over like a five hour period, it was still hitting me. Yeah. It, and I was sitting there and I saw someone come walking by who looked just like someone I went to law school with, but at the age I went to law school with him. So this, this guy looked like he was in his early 20s. And I'm like, oh, wow, he, he, he looks just like Pat. That's crazy. That could be Pat. So I was staring at him a little bit too hard. So, of course, he came over to our table and started talking, and I felt like a complete moron. So where do we go from here? So we had a great night. <clears throat> had a great night, went back up to the room, pretty much went to sleep right away. You got up, went to work. I got up and went to work. I had to work from there that day. Um, and then we met up for lunch, um, had some delicious food at Momofuku. It was, it was delicious cute. and lovely. I can highly recommend it, that place, Momofuku and, um, oh, I've already, Pak Pak. Pak Pak is also extremely good. And it's in the freaking food court at the Cosmopolitan, but it's really, really good. Yep. Yep. And then um, she went back to work and I went down and gambled for a little while. And then she got out of work and we met back up in the room. Then what did we do that night? That was the night we went to Giada's restaurant at the oh, Cromwell. Yes. So that was the night that we did our live stream. And so you guys got to see a lot of it. Um, did some, we got to try Johnny Walker Blue. Oh my gosh, yes, which it was actually beautiful. I've heard I've heard tales of Johnny Walker Blue, but I'd never actually tried it, and it was really fucking good. You liked it? I was I not liked a big it. fan. I don't like those Islay scotches, though, really. Because mm. they taste like Band-Aids. And I didn't get, I, I can get the Band-Aid flavor towards the end. It definitely had that, but there was a lot of richness in the middle. That said, yeah. I would still choose three others before it every time. Blanton's, Angel's Envy Rye, and Jefferson's Ocean. Jefferson's Ocean's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one we get, we'll get to later. Yeah. So we're making our trip all about the booze. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Eh, cocktails is a big focus. So that's okay. It's a lot of what we do. And we don't get to do it very, very often. Like, you might think we're super boozy, but we're just not actually. We drink once a week. Yeah. Well, I drink more than that, but. <laughs> well, I have a glass of wine here and there, but we're not like. Yeah. We're not like out boozing all the time. I mean, seriously, we do self-assessments every, every once in a while to make sure we're not going too far. And that's an automatic cue that we're probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I digress. Drink. <laughs> oh, drink. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so we went to Giada's restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. Made have been Giada's. It's called Giada's. There we go. But it was at the Cromwell's and we did another tasting menu. Yes, we did. Oh, which reminds me, I still have your cookie recipe. Oh, okay. You can bring it when you come visit. You got it. It was delicious. I mean, the food was good and, and um, too much, way too much for just the two of us. Oh my gosh, yes. And I can't remember the cocktails. Uh, must have been something just not amazing. I mean, it must have just been something kind of standard. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it was still good because I was at Giada's. Oh, yeah. 
but there was so much knock your socks off stuff while we were there. It's hard to keep track, but I will say those desserts at the very end. Yeah, those we got, were really good. They brought out a dessert cart and we could pick like three things each from the dessert cart. It was too much. You it was not let anybody pick three desserts. That's too many desserts. People. No, I even tried to bring them home. Uh, yeah, or, she did. She carried them around in her purse the whole night. <laughs> and then the next day I looked at him and said, I'm going to take one bite of each. And then if you're okay, we'll throw these away. Because we couldn't do it. There is no way. One of the things I love about Giada's though, is that if you sit in the main part of the dining room around sunset, they open the windows and the windows kind of fold out and up and they're just wide open and it's beautiful and amazing. It is beautiful. And Jill had even warned me that that was going to happen. And still when it did happen, it freaked me the fuck out because I startle easily. She does. Because walking to Chihuahua. So, my favorite thing on the tasting menu was that lemon crema spaghetti. Mm. It needed more sauce, though. It definitely did. It was a little dry. It was, which was surprising. Yeah. But I guess Giada herself was not cooking. So. Not that day. <laughs> <laughs> but man that was good and the open air was so nice it really was and I love having that open and we had a beautiful view of it and you could like sit and look out and it was just really nice so where did we go right after that I'm trying to remember was there a stop before Mandalay Bay or did we go straight yes. to Mandalay Bay no there was a stop before Mandalay Bay let's oh. review the footage <laughs> Oh, yeah, we went to uh, Caesar's Palace, wasn't it? We did go to Caesar's Palace. That's where we went next. We went to that cool bar with the LED screens. What's that was... place called? I don't remember. I remember we went to Vista at Caesar's Palace. That was it. That was that it. That was it. Okay. I, I mostly remember the um, piano guy. Yeah, that was fun. Vista Cocktail Lounge is what it's called. It is awesome. And they have these cool LED screens all around, so it kind of looks like you're looking out, even though you're, like, right in the middle of the hotel. And then they put on stars, and there was a piano guy singing, and it was very fun. Yes, and I can't remember what we had, but I remember every drink we had there was amazing. Yes, I'm pulling up the drink menu now because that'll help us all remember. Let's see. Did you have the pear fizz? I had the pear fizz, and holy shit, it was amazing. Yes, you did. Because we had pears on our orchard, too, and oh my gosh, not as many as apples, but still. Oh, beautiful. I think I had... I probably had an old fashioned because I'm not that creative. <laughs> but you know, when you hit what Wait, you I like. Think I, have a picture. I think I have a picture. Oh, yeah. We did take pictures, didn't we? Oh, you more than me because I'm lame. But man, that was just, um, that was fun. We highly recommend that place, um, especially on nights when they have the um, piano guy going. Yeah. Oh, as a complete I aside, I had, I did not have an old fashioned. A complete aside while you look for that. Um, another place I took my two coworkers, my Vegas virgins do, 
Um, I took him to Fremont Street, of course, and we went to a wonderful place there called the Smashed Pig. Amazing food, really amazing food. And I had a drink there called the Hogwash. Um, and they describe it as being made with bathtub gin. And I shit you not, it was served in a little ceramic um, bathtub with a plastic pig in it. It was hilarious, but it tasted phenomenal because it also had St. Germain's in it, which is one of my favorites. Okay, I will shut up now and we'll get back to our timeline. I had the Hemingway daiquiri. Oh, that's right. Because Hemingway is essentially your grandpa. (laughs) Yeah. Hers was better than mine. Mine was good. I mean, it tasted really good, and it was a very good Hemingway daiquiri. But yours was a little sweeter. And now I'm looking at their old-fashioned, and guess what? It's made with Angel's Envy. Of course it is. Angel's Envy, Morasca cherries, orange peel, cinnamon, and aromatic bitters. That sounds delicious. Oh, that really does. Dude. So, yeah, we had that. I think we had a second round. Um, What do we have the second round? We did, but I can't remember what. I think I just had a pair of fizz again. You had a pair of fizz again. But we did get the recipe for the pair of fizz. Oh, did we? Awesome. Yeah. We'll make that in an episode. Yeah, we definitely will. That yes. was super good. Um, so that was yummy. Uh, what else? Um, yeah. After that is when we got in the cab with the chef. Oh my gosh. I can't remember his name, but if you're ever in a cab with a guy who says he's a chef, fucking listen to him. He knows his shit. He's also very mad about a lot of things. Oh yeah. I guess he kind of was, wasn't he? Yes. He was super mad, but he had a lot of good information. He did. We got a lot of very good advice. Um, like he recommended one of the places he recommended, we did end up going to, and it Two was of the pretty. Places he recommended we ended up going to. Oh, that's right, and they were both awesome. Yeah, but he took us to. Was he the one who took us to Mandalay Bay? Yes, he took us yeah. to Mandalay Bay instead of the Venetian because he said we were on our way to the ice bar. We were gonna go to the ice bar, do the parka thing where you put on the hats and the parka and the gloves, and you sit on the ice and you mm. drink drinks that are drinking out of cups that are made of ice, which I still think sounds really fun. And we'll do that next time. Um, But uh, we got to Mandalay Bay. And then as we were walking to the ice bar, we saw a tattoo place. And yeah. Yeah. So last episode, remember we talked about, being badasses in part because we had tattoos and how many tattoos we had. And Jill said she had six and I had said I had three. Well, add one to both of those numbers. And that's how many we currently have. Cause it was like midnight and we walked into this tattoo place that we thought was just a clothing shop at first. And then it turned out there literally was like a tattoo guy in the back. And he's like, I can do tattoos tonight. We're like, but it's midnight. Are you sure? But here's how we knew it was a good idea. It was totally karma that we ended up in this place because number one, what necklace was he wearing that appealed to you? Millennium Falcon. He was wearing the Millennium Falcon necklace. Yeah. So Jill was just about the best thing ever. And I'm like, oh my God, your necklace. 
And then I looked up at the screens because I noticed a movie playing and spotting the actress. I immediately knew that the movie they were playing was Carnival of Souls, which was filmed largely in Lawrence, Kansas, um, partially in Salt Lake City, Utah. And um, it's one of my favorite of all time cult films made for $30,000 in the early 60s. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, please do watch it. It works on you on a psychological level, and it's incredibly good, and it was groundbreaking for its time. With those two things, we knew it was a good omen, and we had to get tattoos. Yep. And we did. And we did. So we showed him our the ideas that we had for tattoos, and he's like, I can do that. And he did. And he did a beautiful job. He did. And he hand-sketched them out on an iPad and said, is this kind of what you want? Because I'm used to tattoo places that take your picture and print it and slap it on your skin. And color it in. And color it in. He hand-sketched everything first. Yeah. My tattoo guy that did my arm, he did that. He, he like, I sent him several pictures, and he, like, sketched out what he thought I wanted. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. Okay, so he um, looked at our pictures, and he hand-sketched them in, like, seconds flat. And well, then he, it's a little more than seconds. I felt like we were there a pretty long time. Well, yeah, but still, he was damn good. So He was very good, and I'm remember- pleased with what we got. Do you remember? Um, do you remember his name at all? I Chris. can't remember his, his Chris. name. Was Chris. So if you're at Mandalay Bay, go to the tattoo place, Starlight Tattoo, Starlight Tattoo, and go ask for Chris because he's fucking incredible, and I am so in love with my little wrist tattoo right now. I can't even. I'm it, totally in love with my ankle tattoo. It's I'm beautiful. Bigger than hers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she goes but, bigger. She goes bigger and braver than I do on a consistent basis. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Um, Yeah. So that was super fun. And then, (laughs) then it was too late. And then we went home and went to bed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we're still middle aged. But it was also like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We're like, you know what? The ice bar will keep. Let's go home and sleep. And the next morning, I did have to call and ask the hotel to delay checkout by about an hour. That's yeah, okay. and we were good. Like, an hour was the perfect amount of time. We were out by, like, 11.30, and we didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn, so that was okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the next day, we had to check out of the hotel that we were staying in and find a way to go check into our next hotel because we were meeting up with the Drunk Housewives. Because it was Mandy's 50th birthday and we're celebrating because she's awesome. And 50. (laughs) (laughs) She hit it before you. Oh, but but Sarah hit it before Mandy. So. So that's still before me. (laughs) (laughs) You're firmly in the middle. You have to be a middle child for once. Aw, that's so cute. I I still get to (laughs) be I still get to be the youngest. You're younger than Jen? Barely, but yes. I'm claiming it. Let me have this. Don't you fucking take it away from me. I'm not the middle, though. Well, I guess I am, because Tina's the first one, right? That's true. Yeah, Tina's Tina was the first one. Tina, then Sarah, then Mandy, then you, then Jen, then me. You're still a baby. I'm still a baby. But barely. I'm only by five months. 
Yeah. But I well, digress. And if Rexy joins the Drunk Housewives, like if you guys came to Dallas and Rexy joined, she's younger than you. <gasps> Yay! I won't be the baby. Yeah. Although that will that mean I won't get as much attention because I might not like that. Probably. Well, fuck that then. No offense, Rexy. I love you, but no. <laughs> I digress. Well, anyway, anyway, so Mandy's 50th. We moved into our hotel and then we went, <laughs> we uh, waited for the limo to pick us up to take us to the airport to pick up Mandy. And there was champagne, of course, in the limo. Of course. And picking Mandy up at the airport was fucking hilarious. That was super fun. Because she, she didn't, didn't know. know. Nope. She didn't know that the limo driver was going to be there for her. So she walked right past him, even though he had her name on the little sign and everything. So we had to, actually had to walk up to the air, the limo driver and be like, that's her in the green jacket. That's her. And he walked over there and she didn't see me. And so as I, as he walked over to her, I was able to walk behind him and then take her picture as she like suddenly realized that this person was waiting for her. <laughs> It was super fun. It was so awesome. It was so much fun. And then uh, Jill and Mandy and I had champagne on the way back to the hotel. Yeah, we totally floated that bottle. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of did. And what I thought was really cute, we went and checked into the hotel long before them, of course, because we had to decorate the room with all the 50th. 50th With all the stuff. That's right. All the 50th birthday stuff that Sarah bought, which she (laughs) bought some really kick-ass stuff to decorate that room with it she didn't even know what the room would look like it still matched it perfectly perfect yep it was which which is why i have jill and sarah make all my major life decisions because they always get it right and anyway i digress so we got back there and down some champagne on the way and the hotel itself when we were checking in i told them it was mandy's birthday so they sent up a bottle of champagne with a a big box of chocolates yeah yeah so there was really cute and we intended to do like this grocery shopping before we got there and what we ended up doing was running out of time and going to a 7-eleven and buying a a bunch of bagged (laughs) donuts and orange juice and chips and chips and um, rehydrate was, because you're drunk ass water. I was really grateful for the chips though because we got my favorite limon chips, the the lime flavored chips. That's the bomb.com. I will eat the shit out of those chips. Those are so good. You Especially just made that. Drinking. You made those sound so bougie. And you can they buy are. them for a buck ninety nine at a Seven Eleven, hon. They're bougie. Limon. <laughs> That's a fancy way to say lime. Whereas I got the salt and vinegar. Because, yeah. well, mine were better. <laughs> I'm salty, so it works. I ate the shit out of those chips. I ate the whole bag. I'm like, oh, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Motherfucker, she did. It was amazing. <laughs> so by the then we went out to dinner at um, Costa de Mare. Because the rest of the drunk housewives weren't getting in until like 9, 10 o'clock that night. Then we just waited for everybody else to get in. Um, we, we went and had dinner. And we went to Costa de Mare and had a nice dinner. And that was lovely. And um, came back to the room. By the time we got back to the room, though, it was like 9 o'clock. We're all pretty tired. We're like, no, I'm not going anywhere else. They can just, like, go out when they get here. And we were ready to go to bed. 
and then everybody got there and we were like, uh, and they were like, yay, let's go do stuff. And we ended up getting dragged around with them. Thankfully we got, um, our second wind because we all went to the pepper mill. Oh, which I know you had been to earlier that week, but we went there and everybody wanted to eat and we had just eaten. So you and I with the tiny tummies had just like the cheese board thing. (laughs) Wasn't all that great, but we had, um, we went and had cocktails, had cocktails afterwards and we waited until midnight, which was the official beginning of Mandy's actual birthday. Oh, and on the way to the pepper mill, we had the best Uber driver fucking ever. True, true story. We got in the Uber and it's a big Uber because it had to take all six of us. And um, Tina actually had her foot in a like a scooter thing. She has her she had a broken foot. So she had like one of those knee scooters. So it had to go in the back and got in and he put the scooter in there and we got in the back and there was like a disco ball in the back that did lights and there was lights glued to the top of the thing. Like those little fairy lights. Yeah, little fairy lights glued to the top of the car. And he had written, Jen was the one that requested it. He had written her name on the, um, on an iPad. So it flopped down in the front window. So he knew, we knew it was him. So we got in the car and then he's, we said, oh, that's really cool. And this is really pretty. And he's like, oh, you don't even know. And he turned it around. He turned the iPad around and he erased Jen's name. And all of a sudden comes up lyrics. And there was two microphones in the back. And there was a thing on the back, in the back seat on the, one of the back headrests. So you could choose a song or he would choose a song for you and you could do karaoke. So we did karaoke the whole way to the pepper mill and he would choose songs for us and we would sing Oh my God, it was the best. I if you I wish there was a way you could request your Uber driver because Tosh would get all the fucking business. And as we pulled into the pepper mill, he goes, no, no, I've got a song for you because he wasn't letting us pick a song at that point. And he put it on. It's, I hear it's your birthday. It's my birthday too. So fun. We had the best time. That was the best time I've ever had in the far, far back seat of any car ever. You've not been in the far, far back seat of many cars, but. But I have. Anyway. You probably got a lot. Uh, you stinky hoe I love you <laughs> anyway no I'm kidding you Sorry, woman who's owning her sexuality go you kidding. I'm not actually kidding <laughs> no I, I'm totally kidding anyway. you you go live your fucking best life anyway <laughs> oh I have I'm living my best life right now damn straight it's a good I would one. ride them back with tea anytime just I'm just saying that okay so <laughs> Um, so we had a fantastic time at the pepper mill. It was really neat. Um, the ride home was very anticlimactic because everything ever gosh, oh, after I know. that, every Uber ride was just a disappointment. <laughs> Sorry. You can't rate more than four stars. Cause we've had Tosh. Right. That's There's just no way he doesn't have five stars across the board. Like which if he doesn't, I, I can't even imagine. Which I have to mention, I thought it was hilarious that um, Sarah at one point looked and realized she didn't have a perfect. Um, well, that was Jen. Oh, that was, was it Jen? I thought it started with Sarah. 
No, it was Jen. Well, I don't know. Sarah might have done it too, but Jen was the one that was getting all the Ubers and she was like, wait, I don't have a five. (laughs) So we all started checking our Uber scores and worrying. What have we done to piss off these drivers? I I don't know. I'm a five. Are you? I don't, I don't know that I am. Okay. I'll look later. I digress. I will look later. Oh, now we got a drink because you said that. Fuck. Oh, darn. Hello, Blanton's. You're beautiful. Anyway. Um, so Peppermill was a blast. And we did something after the Peppermill, didn't we? Yeah, we did. What no, did we do? We went back to home and went to bed. Oh, it was okay. O'clock. Oh, yes. It was very late. So we, we were responsible citizens went home after yes, that. We it was other nights that we became complete and total infidels. Oh, my God. After that, we just totally lost control of ourselves. Yeah. So the next day, we had an awesome day. We uh, Next day was um, the day of the strip, wasn't it? Uh, yes. The next day we went to um, the Bellagio. We had brunch at the Bellagio, and we went and walked around. And what did we do for dinner? That Oh, the next night we had that show, dinner and a show. That's that right. Night. So... We- we went to Caesars. We had dinner at Trevi's, which was which is, wonderful. Oh my gosh, it was so good! And they seated us right by the fountain in Caesars. So it, was, it was a little loud, but it was really fun. It was so fun, and we had great cocktails again, and a, a fabulous waiter. I wish I could remember his name. He was amazing. He um, was but really if, good and super sweet. Um, and we had after that we went to Absinthe, the show Absinthe. It was wonderful. I do have to say real quick, if you've never been to the forum shops at Caesars Palace, spend some time because that shit is fun. I know. Just window shop. That's all you need to do. You will still have a fucking amazing time. Is that where you tried on that stupidly expensive ring? No, that was at the Win. Oh, that was at the Win. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want to tell that story or not? Sure. The last time T and I were in Las Vegas, we went to the Wynn and we were just looking around at the different things. And we had walked into this one jewelry shop that had crazy, crazy, beautiful jewelry. And I was sort of looking at things and the lady was in there and there was all these security guards in there. And she said, would you like to try that on? And I'm like, no, no, we're not buying anything. She said, doesn't mean you can't try it on. And I was like, oh, that's true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So she pulled it out. And as she pulled it out, the security guard stepped outside the door, closed the doors and stood outside like with his arms crossed and like nobody's getting in here. Nobody's going. And there was a security guard in there, like kind of right behind us. So we sat down at the table and we're looking at the ring and I tried on this ring and it was beautiful. It was like incredible. It was this gorgeous, like emerald cut diamond ring. And it had big emerald cut diamonds going down the sides of it like sort of in a baguette style and it was like it was some pretty hefty stuff and I kind of glanced at the price tag and I was like holy shit just was looking at it and she let me try on a couple other rings and and then I went back to the first one and I'm like well this is really lovely but thank you very much and she's like you're welcome have a good day and I said thanks and gave it back to her and we left that's so okay. left I said to my husband Hey, did you happen to see how much that ring was? And he's like, no, how much was it? And I said, (laughs) $637,000. And he (laughs) just about tripped. (laughs) He he literally almost fell down. So So, that was so cool. 
So let the record show, Jill and I have discussed this on many occasions. We have found the love of our lives with T and John the Brit. If we, ever, if we ever get married again, it's strictly going to be for money. So unless they can afford shit like that, it's not worth happening. Nah, I agree. Yeah. Although if somebody could buy me a $637,000 diamond ring, I don't think they would want to be with me. <laughs> but you're awesome. Yeah, but I feel like they could do better. Like, I'm not exactly a trophy wife. Don't short sell yourself. Okay, we're, we're going to do an episode on self-esteem in a few weeks, but we'll table this topic for now. I don't have bad self-esteem. I'm just not a trophy wife. Like, no. boobs and the hair and all of that stuff. I'm not a trophy wife. Like, but there's no piece of me that looks neat on a regular basis. <laughs> <sighs> Giant sigh. Let's move on. So you... All anyway. right, so... Absent. <laughs> then we went back to the hotel, right? After that, oh. we went back to the hotel... Which, by the way, if you ever have a chance to see absinthe, make sure you do not have a sensitive sense of humor because it's dirty as fuck. Yes. If you're yes, listening it's... to our show, you're probably right in the right. You're probably okay. Uh, you're probably in the bandwidth. But it was pretty awesome. And I'm still, you know, if uh, Dancing in the Rain guy could um, buy a $637,000 ring, I'd, I'd right. have to think about that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Kidding, John the Brit. I love you dearly. No one will replace you. Ever. Um, yeah. I say that like he listens. T listens. T listens. Yay, T. Let John the Brit know. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, moving on. So after that, we did, we did stuff. Yeah. I don't think we did anything after that. I think we just went back to the hotel because it was like kind of late. Right? I think so, but I think uh, Mandy and Jen did stuff after that, didn't they? Cause what they'd, did they do? I don't know, but I, I seem to remember that the night we hot tubbed with them was not the first hot tub night for them. We didn't hot tub the first night. No, we didn't. But I again, I think that was um, the night. Anyway, I digress. Oh, God, drink again. Anyway, moving on. So, but that was a great night. That was a really it fun was a great night. night. And I don't remember what we did afterwards, but it was fun. It and was fun. We, we were up too late, whatever it was. We, we went to watch the Bellagio Fountains. Mm-hmm. We took, because Sarah had never seen that, seen them before. Yes, we split up. Sarah yes. had seen the Bellagio Fountains. We went to watch the Bellagio Fountains. And then they left. Sarah and Tina left to go back to the hotel. Jen and Mandy went to party. With the people we met at the hotel bar. Right. We stopped at a bar at the Bellagio on the way to the fountains. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So that's what happened. And then you and I went to, is that the night we went to Bound? I think it is. Was it? I thought it was the next night we went to Bound. But maybe not. No, it was that night because I was wearing my dress with the petticoats. So it would have been that night. Yes, it was that night. So we went to this amazing bar at the Cromwell. We tried to go to the speakeasy that's at the Mandalay Bay, but it was closed at midnight because what? Yeah, no. So at midnight, we're driving around looking for another place to go. How is that a speakeasy if it's closed at midnight? That's just wrong on so many levels. Lame easy. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, Mandalay Bay. You, You totally... 
um, worked well for us on the tattoos, but you failed us on the speakeasy. Yeah, we felt sad about that because we were really looking forward to that. And they were closed on Tuesdays. Hmm. Like, what bar is closed on Tuesday? No shit. It's not like they're serving shellfish. I mean, geez. Right. But we went to the Cromwell and we went to the bar called Bound, which is like a book bar. It's like a library bar (laughs) where the book is the theme. And it was incredible. You had the Evergreen. And I had the blood and sand, which was incredible. But I had him make it with Blanton's instead of their normal stuff. Because you can judge a bar by the alcohol they keep. And if they have Blanton's, you know you're in a high-class place. Yeah, you are. But it was so delicious. So delicious. And then we had our second round. You had the, what was it, the pear thing? I had the pear thing because yeah, I'm into the pears. Grace. It was Grey Goose La Poix. And then I had, for my second one, I had the lion one. What was it called? Lion's Tail. Mm. That had the allspice pimento dram. And it had the coolest thing. It had an ice sphere that they cut in half and laser etch a B of the logo of the bar. And then put the ice sphere back together and, like, refreeze it. What? So what? it had a B in the middle of my ice. So we fucking bougie. Ice going, what is this? There's something in your ice. What is that? Was it B for bound or B for bougie? both be for both be for both <laughs> brilliant that was oh look at that that was our Another favorite place work. and we actually had three drinks there because not only did we love the drinks because that was by far the best drinks we had the drink that i had that was called um blood and sand had orange foam on top of it it was essentially like almost like an old-fashioned but not quite because it had brandy in it as well but It was topped with this orange foam that was so good. It was probably one of my favorite cocktails I've ever had ever. And um, it was delicious. And that night there was some kind of nightclub opening at Cromwell or something because there was a huge line to get into it that went past bound. So people watching Supreme. It was amazeballs for people watching. And our waiter, uh, the bartender, was amazing. His name was like Nicodemus or something like that. Natalia Nicodemus. It was a really cool name. It was a cool name, but he was fantastic. And he was super nice, very nice. And he was, he paid attention to us, even though we were like these old ladies sitting in the corner of the bar going, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I think he knows that, you know, old ladies who get attention from a cute young bartender are going to get good tips. Probably. Whatever it works. Yeah. We had three drinks. So we got <laughs> home at like, it was like three. It, it was like, four. It, it was actually 4 a.m. And we went straight to the hot tub yeah, with Jen and Mandy. We were, drinking. we were drinking until three. And then we decided we would be a good idea to gamble at that point. So we got <laughs> some money out and we gambled. And they called us when we were in the bathroom. They FaceTimed us. So we FaceTimed with them and they're like, we're in the hot tub. And I'm like, we're on our way home in just a minute. So we went downstairs to the hot tub. We didn't even stop at the room. We just went to the hot tub in our clothes and just hung out there. And then we went back upstairs. We didn't get back upstairs till like 5 a.m. 
true. But I tell you what, it was so nice to whip off my pantyhose and my petticoat and slap my feet into that hot tub with them. It was brilliant. And at one point, Mandy like turned around and put her arms on the side of the hot tub and just put her head down like she was napping. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm very glad we were there so she didn't drown. (laughs) But she deserved it because 50th birthday, yo. Absolutely. So that was probably my favorite night because those cocktails were like by far the best cocktails we had anywhere. It was an awesome dinner. It was a kick-ass show. That show still confounds me. I'm still thinking about all the stuff that happened and how these people were contorting their bodies. There's a lot of things. I know. And then the cocktails. I mean, they're, and then the drunken hot tubbing. What could be better? Yeah. Oh, and the security guy who kept going by the hot tub because I think he was convinced we would all drown if he didn't keep an yeah, eye on us. He kept coming by. He came by a lot. <laughs> I know. Either he thought we were cute. It was nice which, that he brought us towels. It was. He brought us towels. He was a very sweet boy. He was a sweet boy. He was like 21 tops. Oh, nah. He was older than that. He was like 25. You think? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, no, we won't see because we'll probably never see him again. Probably not. I'm guessing yeah. he won't work there when we go back. Yeah. And then the next night was our final night in Vegas. Which, of course, we spent on Fremont Street. Because you can't yeah. go to Vegas and not experience Fremont. Nope. And we went to the Frank Sinatra bar. That was mm-hmm. cool. And Smash Mouth was playing. That was cool. I know. We were walking down Fremont Street and Smash Mouth was just having a conference. Concert. Yeah. Concert. <laughs> I, I totally conference. <laughs> I, I totally meant to say concert. <laughs> anyway, I'm speaking of typos. He said he was having a conference. <laughs> that was so <laughs> cute. I'm sorry. I hear that um, some woman once told me that folks were gonna roll me, and I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. In the shed. No. Please discuss. <laughs> anyway, I think he said somebody once told me. The world is macaroni. <laughs> I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> That's what nice. said. She was looking kind of dumb with a finger and thumb and a shape and a bell on her forehead. <laughs> there you go. All right. Anyone else anyway. have an opinion on this? What action should we take? Oh, items? You do the L on your forehead. Super fun. That was super fun. And yeah. uh, I was much- concerned because Fremont Street freaks me out. And I was a little freaked out when we were down there because there was just so much humanity and it just was touching me and I didn't like it. Which I want to get a point out that the Ooh. norm, the neurotypical person was freaked out, whereas the Aspie was going, cool, there's shit all around. And I didn't have to interact with it. I just had to watch it. I think that's why. Maybe. You felt like you had to interact it because you're a social creature. I don't feel like I have to interact with it. I just don't want it to touch me. And it does. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, but we went to Frankie's Tiki. Frankie's Tiki place. And that was one of the other places. That was one of the places that um, angry chef cab driver told us about. That's right. And it was damn good. It was very good. Pretty much any rum drink you can imagine. They had rum drank. Did I say rum drank? You said rum drank. Okay. Any rum drank you can imagine. They had it. Oh, it was, drank. And it was drinkable. Drankable. They were dranky. Dranky McDrankerson. <laughs> so that was really fun. Next morning we all got up, got to the airport, 
Everybody checked in except for I couldn't check my bag because I was too early. Oh my god. Everybody else lives in St. Louis and I live in Dallas, so they were all flying back to St. Louis. My flight left later than theirs and I couldn't check in for an hour. But at least we went to the airport in style. Yes, we did. And as soon as you did check in, you you were very kind and came to our gate and ate nachos with us. Yeah. And then you left. <laughs> and then we left you behind. Bye-bye. Too bad. So sad. I went to my gate. It was fine. Hung out. It was good. Then you had to go home and return to the real world. But that was okay because I had a weird week and it was hard and it was hard to be back and it made me want to drink a lot even though you and I both said, hey, let's take a week off from drinking because we drank so much and so late every night the whole time we were gone and neither of us did it. We were out till 5 a.m., like two nights in a row. One night we were out till five. The other night we were only out till three or four. It, it felt like five. It, it was felt- a lot. We were out a lot. So what was your week this week this week like for you returning from that? Uh, it was fine. Like as far as returning from that, I just got back into the swing of things. Really? Yeah. I love you, but I hate you. I mean, it was because everything was going to be different at work anyway, so I didn't have to try to get back into normalcy. Everything was new anyhow. Okay. I started a new job this week, you know, so I had to, like, leap right back into work, but not the same work I was doing. So I had to, like, try new things and learn new people's names, and that was hard. Okay. Maybe that's why, because I um, had to go right back to the usual I overslept three out of five days this week. Oh, shit. And every day I woke up still feeling like my mouth was an ashtray. And um, I I didn't have my first glass of wine until, like, Thursday night, which usually I have a glass of wine. Well, not usually, but, you know, like four or five times a week, I have a glass of wine before bed because it's just relaxing. Okay. And um, I couldn't do it for the first few days. And I finally did it. And then last night I had a low and slow because I'm like, well, I got to start building up my resistance again for the podcast. <laughs> so, so I'll have a I'll have a low and slow. That'll be OK. That's not yeah. too bad. But damn, it took me it was like climbing a fucking mountain this week to try to get the routine back. Really? And I don't and I don't think I ever completely did it. Well, I don't have to leave the house. So. Maybe, because I have to get up at 5.30 a.m. to get all my shit done. We get up at about 6.15. Yeah. Because if we're going to take Millie to school, which mostly she doesn't go to school anymore because of her tics. But, you know, overall. Yeah. I have to get up at 5.30 so I can, because I have to fraff around a little bit and find my own stride. And I have to watch my YouTube videos, which I always watch Stephen Colbert and Seth Meyers and a little bit of Trevor Noah and Samantha Bee while I'm getting ready in the morning. But I have to have my alone time or I will kill people. Um, So I have to do that before everyone else gets up at 630. And um, that's when all hell breaks loose. And then I have to leave the house by a certain time. I, I have to leave at 7.07. Then I can get to school just in time. <laughs> I know. I'm not shitting you. I watch the clock. 7.07, I can leave the house and know that I get AJ off 
at the earliest possible time that the school will accept him into their halls. <laughs> and then hopefully if there's not too many accidents and I 55, I will make it to work on time. That's okay. I think that's a legitimate, you know, but damn, yeah. this, it was hard to do that. I woke up at six thirty three three days this week and that is very unlike me. And each time I'm like, Oh fuck, John the Brit help. I'm going to die. It's all gone. askew. My life is askew. And there we are. But I didn't have anything like that. I'm hoping this week is better because I do have to go to um, a court style proceeding this week. And if I'm not up at 5 a.m. to get ready, I fucked up. Well, that's going to suck for you. It is going to suck for me because, damn, I'm still recovering from Vegas, damn it. I have um, a better than um, this week is going to be more like real work, like regular, normal time. So for me, hopefully this week will be a little easier. Last week fucking kicked my ass Mm. because I had to be like starting Monday. I had to be like on stage. I'm like providing training for people and making shit up as I go along and had to act competent oh you're very competent so you can not always you can out competent most people on the most competency laden day of the week with an electrified competency machine (laughs) it's nice of you to say that (laughs) well it's true so fucking take the compliment bitch okay okay there you go so that was our Vegas experience. And again, if you saw our um, live our streams, our yeah. videos, which we're very proud of. They were I, very I, short, but they were good. We liked them. It was fun. I, have, I even bought little lavalier mics for us to wear so you could actually hear us during parts of it. Hopefully they worked. Yeah. I, I've been too chicken to go back and check. But we do want to thank you for listening to us every week and being part of our part of our world. Part of our world. Um, the website that we have always never write. You can see the topics that we have for each episode along with what we're going to drink. Um, also there's links to the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, all that crap through the contact us page. And if you haven't already subscribed, please consider subscribing to our podcast and maybe suggest it to your friends too. And if you have time, uh, please leave us a wonderful review on iPad pod or <laughs> And if you have time, please leave us a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That would be much appreciated. And that definitely helps with our listener base and all that happy jazz. We're trying to grow that. And this has been another wayward episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And if you go to Vegas, name drop us. You never know. They might remember. (laughs) Um, We'll talk to you more next week, my dolls. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. 
Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.